Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Coffee Chat. Hope everybody's doing well on this February 1st. I had the Coffee Chat wrong the other day on Tuesday. It was January 30th, not 31st. Anyway, happy February 1st. I um, am recycling a cup. It says she's not just a precious jewel, she's a ruby. So, love this cup, beautiful. I have all the cards put away, so I, I don't have the person's name, but anyway. Okay, I have been just starting to post a little bit on my social media about Neuralink. For those of you who don't know, that's Elon Musk's invention of some kind of medical device, and I use the term loosely, with giant quotes around it, to be implanted into a person's brain so that they can use their thoughts to make things happen outside of their bodies. Now, if it sounds like science fiction to you, that's because there's not been a gradual buildup of testing, safety, oversight, discussion, multiple scientists involved, many brains, let's take a look at this, what could go wrong, what are we trying to accomplish? No, none of that, none of that. We see in the news last May, 2023, that apparently the FDA approved their request to start to test it in humans. Nothing on the FDA website about that. It's not an approval to use it. It's an approval to test it in humans. So you must say to yourself, like I would as a 20-year pharmaceutical drug development expert, you might say to yourself, I know the Michael Edens and the Sasha Latipovas are probably asking themselves, hmm, um, what does the preclinical package look like? What does the preclinical work, which is animals, many different animals, and you know, petri dishes or labs or cell cultures, which doesn't really apply, in the case of what I perceive this to be a medical uh, device or some kind of a technology device. In fact, it's not even really science. There's no science to it. You don't really know what this disc is when you don't have that kind of background data. Previous studies looking at it in different animals and papers written up. And it takes years because you need to have those papers scrutinized and written up and published. Then it sends out the information that other people have, you know, have, have input. Well, apparently, they just leaped, leapt from animals, monkeys in particular, I understand, from what I could gather, to a human, the first human, apparently, several days ago, had one of Elon Musk's Neuralink chips, and it's a... I don't produce coffee chat, it's a discussion. It's like we're talking. But I'm gonna do a show on 
whatever I can gather on Neuralink, and you'll see a picture of it. It's a round disc. It's The disc is layered. It's got batteries in it, other kinds of mechanics and technology. And then it has, extending from it, this like collection of long circuitry looking strings and then a, a, di a sort of a um, clip at the end of that. Now, this is why I'm fascinated. Normally, when you do safety and efficacy studies in that gradual, building, piecemeal manner that has always been the gold standard, you have a lot of preclinical, of animal research for your device. You're talking about the most invasive technology you could even think of. We don't even, yes, we have areas of the brain mapped, up, mapped out. We know that the frontal cortex is high level executive decision making and planning, very sophisticated. We know that the amygdala is the center of emotion. And we know a lot of different things. And you know, we know where hearing is controlled and where vision is controlled. We don't know everything about the human brain. We know what we've learned from spontaneous random manifestations of tumors and disease and maybe impalements into the brain where it's had to be removed. We don't really know all there is to know about the entire brain. So why is that important, you ask? Where's the research on how they figured out the safest and best place to insert the disc, the neural link? Where's that? You need to look at that. You need to look at the categories of adverse reaction categories in the animals who had this implanted. I need to see where the danger signals were. I need to see what their behavior, how their behavior um, was measured and seen after the insertion. I need to get an idea of pain levels because they can't talk. Are they wailing? Are they crying? Um, I need to know, you have to also experiment on the animals with regard to your procedure for taking the disc out. What if the person gets sick or they have a stroke? or whatever, and it's deemed that they have to have it removed. Or at some point, they may want it removed. What about that? Free choice. What is the procedure for safe removal? What are the adverse events? What are the risks to removal? What is the full extent to how you can, how, to how someone can control with their thoughts something outside their body? like their phone. So many unanswered questions. 
since this is not a covered vaccine for an emergency, what Human Subjects Review Board, I'm gonna go back to that. What Human Subjects Review Board put their name and stamp on that protocol approving Neuralink be inserted into a human being? I'd like to see that. I'd like to see the informed consent that was developed and that has to be approved alongside that protocol. messing with the brain. You don't know what the surrounding dynamics. I want to see the preclinical. I want to see how the animal animal's brains reacted to this foreign object. Don't you? Did it create inflammation? Did it create liquid around it? Did the brain swell? Was there infection? Did the thing stop working? And from what I've read so far, the insertion of this into the brain is done by a robot. What were the study results and the adverse events in the animals who had this? This is like a secondary device. I've worked for companies uh, with a medical device that was the delivery. So, so you're actually evaluating the safety of two different things. And was that person given full informed consent information? I'd like to interview that person. I'd like to, to know what their experience was like. Human Subjects Review Boards look at, are you paying them? Are you paying them a million dollars? Because that's over-incentivizing a study subject. Did the study subject, was the study subject apprised, the human, of all the risks <clears throat> as, long, as well as the potential benefits? I don't see any of that. I can't find any of that. Most companies brag about their preclinical study results that led them to get approved to start testing in humans. I can't find it. I can't find it. What if the person is jabbed with some of the mRNA plus adjuvants, other crap added, what if the person starts developing in their arteries and veins those white fibrous clots? And in some of the arteries and veins, blood vessels in the head. And what if those white fibrous clots, as Todd Kellner showed evidence, documentation and patents indicating that the white fibrous clots are most likely antenna circuitry, like Mike Adams was suspicious that it was circuitry when he did high level microscopy. And when he found by chemical analysis, huge amounts of radioactive metals and conductive, conductive metals. What if there's a connection? 
What if the neural link interrupts or gets interrupted by a person's body that's making those white fibrous clots and the circuitry gets confused, crosses over? Where's all the testing results for that? I'm worried. I'm worried. Um, I just, um, I know that Elon Musk has a background with WEF. He's got countless older posts on Twitter telling people take the shot, the shot's the best thing. Um, and now he's upended Twitter to be this, uh, you know, much, much more open just to many more people than ever before. The censorship is still there. Shadow banning, maybe that's what it is. He wanted to get the best and the brightest, get everybody back in, and then shadow ban them so that they think they're getting their message out, but really they're being shadow banned and they're, they don't really understand the degree and people don't know what they're missing. People tell me all the time, Dr. Jane, it's so hard to find you on Twitter. It is? What if all that will connect? You have Whole Foods, the palm, the palm recognition. You do your palm a bunch of ways, now it knows you. Just like in your phone, you do the thumb. Digitally coming together, and the interesting part is the, the thing I fear most is that you got these pieces, you got the neural link, you know, Elon. Oh, great, good job, wow, bravo! Got somebody over here with the white fibers clots, circuitry, antenna, maybe. You got the, the palm print over at Whole Foods. They, they want to do a chip in your wrist and then you just do that and you pay everything. My fear is we're gonna have so many of these things in place that you're not gonna be able to resist it. You're not going to have the ability to refuse it. Because many people now are we call it asleep, but they're just focused on their lives. They're distracted, milling about, not worrying. Yeah, 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 I know, I know. We got a lot of illegals. Yeah, oh, I, oh, I know, we got. Elon just put a chip in someone's brain so they could think and never talk again and just move something. It's the creeping, it's the creep, creeping in. And by the time it gets to a saturation level that is right on you and your family and your home and your life, you're not going to be able to say no thank you. You're not going to have an off-the-grid place to go. You're not going to have any parallel living opportunity to not take their 
artificial intelligence, high level technology, I think I can move a table. You're not going to have an alternative. It's all you're going to have. These creepy things they're bringing in. Where's the safety testing for the robot as you lay there under anesthesia that puts this in your brain? It's not going into your head. It's going inside your brain, your gray matter. It's interfacing, touching with your brain tissue, which is highly electrochemical like your heart, it's electrochemical conductive. It's a circuitry, it's a disc with a power source of battery. And I don't, I can't really see all of it. Some kind of signal generating portion. And these, like proportionately if the disc is, and it's much smaller, but, and these, tentacle string-like conducting wires. The problem is you don't know what else it's going to affect in the brain. And we don't have testing results. I know that what Elon announced was the first subject in the trial. But one would think that you would have a lot of animal data to be excited about when you got the approval to put it in the first human. The, the problem of not studying it well enough is you don't know what else it can do in a negative way. You don't know if it can interrupt or interfere or interface with something you had no intention of it inter interacting with. This was the, I mean, the mass genocide kill operation notwithstanding. This was the same issue with the mRNA gene editing therapy, just throwing it in shots and sticking people in and saying, you gotta get it, gotta get it. It wasn't ready. When I have said hundreds of times, it was never ready for human consumption. And the FDA guidance documents say these exact things in detail. We don't know where it goes. You need adequate preclinical work before you do this in humans because it is unknown as to where it goes in the body, where the effect of producing the antigen or the target objective. We don't know if it stays as a target or if it affects other areas. We don't know how to get it out. We don't know how to stop it if you can't get it out. Flip it over to Neuralink. We don't know what else it will do in the brain. Don't know what the brain will do to it. That's pharmacodynamics, pharmacokinetics, and that's even though it's not a drug, but it's that those those two avenues. 
What is the body going to do to this? This is a foreign material. There's been no discussion as to how they were preventing rejection in the brain. The brain's gonna react. It's probably why the animals were reported from Neuralink employees last year that the animals were in suffering terribly. They must have been wailing and crying and freaking out. How else do you determine? I'm not a preclinical expert researcher, but what is the brain, how is the brain going to react with this metallic battery signal sending? I mean, relatively speaking, it's a huge foreign object. Is there a coating around it? So the body doesn't recognize it or some, we don't know. It's this, is not science. This is technology being shoved down our throats. And all the cheering. Elon, congratulations. Wow. You dumb shit. He just put a metallic piece into a brain and just said to you in a fantastical way, the person's going to be able to think a thought they'll never have to speak again they'll just think of it you'll share thoughts and something will, it'll go to the next person with a chip you know when is enough enough for some of you to say stop speaking up i mean people say well what should we do well, do i have to come up with everything i've collated this information to show you how incredibly dangerous, incredibly just shoving this new technology into your face is without doing the responsible testing. This kind of apparatus should have been tested for 20, 30, maybe 40 years in animals. There's so many questions. And yet people just Take in the headline. Oh, did you hear Elon just, uh, he just, yeah, inserted a, a, a chip, his Neuralink. How is that connected to Starlink? His really unique satellite, you know, the shortwave bouncing off the earth, right? Did you ever go to the website? And everybody, everybody wants Starlink in their house. Be careful. How does Starlink relate to Neuralink? If the people in the home with the Starlink Wi-Fi have, have a Neuralink in their brains. Mom, dad, and the three kids. Five Neuralinks. I can't imagine people not having a stroke. I can't imagine the brain not reacting. It's, just, it's, just, it's insane. We are living in an insane time. Pay attention because your world is slipping. It's slipping away, even though it feels like everything's normal around you. Pay attention. Have a great rest of your day, everybody. I will see you tomorrow night on the Dr. Jane Ruby Show.
with Dr. Stella Emanuel and her take on Neuralink, both spiritually and physically. Have a great night, everyone. Much love. Hi everyone, Dr. Jane Ruby here with a quick message on how you should be protecting your retirement funds, your 401k, your IRAs. Did you know that you can protect them with physical gold and silver to avoid losing everything that you've built over your lifetime? Please call the experts at Augusta Precious Metals at 888-836-1890. At least talk to an expert, learn more about how you can protect what you've built up so that if things go crazy, as we know they will in this economy, you've got some of your investments protected with tangible physical gold and silver. Every bit as valuable as real estate, something you can touch, they can't turn off, you know, with a flick of a switch. Call the people at Augusta Precious Metals. They're wonderful. They will educate you on what this is all about and what you need to do. And they will also provide you with some warnings about how to protect yourself from other companies that may be spreading lies and scamming you. That's Augusta Precious Metals at 888-836-1890. Medical disclaimer, the Dr. Jane Ruby Show does not provide medical advice. The information, including but not limited to, texts, graphics, images, and other material contained on this show are for informational purposes only and does not establish any kind of patient-client relationship by your viewing or attempt to communicate with Dr. Jane Ruby. No material presented on the show is intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice diagnosis or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health care provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment before undertaking a new health care regimen. And never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have seen on the show. Thank you for watching.